You're listening to The Lifehack Show, a featured podcast of lifehack.org, where we teach you how to live your best life without sacrifice. I'm Allie Kramer, and today I'll be talking with award-winning home builder and respected philanthropist Tom Lewis. In his new book, Solid Ground, a foundation for winning in work and in life, Lewis explains and celebrates the real building blocks of a successful career and life. In this book, he shatters many popular myths about success, and he's here to talk a little about those myths today. Hi, Tom. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi. Glad to talk to you. Definitely. This is going to be an interesting episode. Um, I mean, it's, as you're saying, you know, how to build a successful career in life. I think that's something that everybody wants. So I'm excited to dive into these questions. Well, good. Well, uh, where would you like to begin? So um, let's talk about the, the aspect of calling on your talents versus your, um, what you find to be maybe your passion. So at Lifehack, we teach about the importance of defining your life missions, which call on mm-hmm. strengths. So a lot of times those correlate with talents. And mm-hmm. um, it's an important first step to first recognizing and then accomplishing your goals. And what you say is you can't find your passion until you define your talents. And even then, you won't succeed without hard work. Could you elaborate yeah. on this for our listeners? <clears throat> sure. Um, you know, I've uh, spent a lot of time with young people, uh, college students and, and people, young adults in their careers. And I've noticed over the last 10 years or so, there's kind of a creeping myth that I think is is uh, distracting a lot of people away from uh, achieving success and happiness. And that myth is that if you follow your passion, everything else will just work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, I've heard that myth quite a bit. It's yeah. like, it seems to be kind of a hot thing for the last 10 years or so. Yeah, and it's probably the worst advice you can get. And you know, I, I like to say that there's only two people that really care about your passion and that's yourself and your mother, maybe. And, uh, you know, but I can promise you that your boss uh, will not care too much about your passion. And and maybe that's just uh, kind of a play on words. But, uh, you know, passion actually comes from the word pathos, which is a, mm. was a Greek word, I believe, that meant suffering. That was originally tied to the to the concept of the suffering of Christ dying on the cross. But it, the, the concept is really that you have to invest yourself in something to actually become passionate about it. And, you know, almost every parent would tell you that they're passionate about their children because they've suffered the, uh, <laughs> all, all the, all the late nights and the teenage years and all the things it takes to be a parent. And in fact, then they've earned the right to be passionate about their children. But, but passion comes at the end, I think, uh, in the real world. And, and so the idea that, one of the many concepts in, in this book, Solid Ground, a foundation for winning in work and in life, are drawn from my you know, long career in, in business and in real estate and in home building and in philanthropy and, mm-hmm. uh, and, in, and, in, and in having a lot of contact with, with young people, college students and young adults. But the idea really is that <clears throat> to, to find success, uh, I'd I say there's, there's three big ingredients there. Uh, one is hard work. Uh, mm-hmm. You just can't do it without it. Uh, the second one is, is goal setting. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is, is building, is investing your time and your talent or in your time and your goals around your talent. If you look at anyone that is successful at anything, uh, you will see that what they do comes naturally. The, uh, the reason that, that the talent is so important is that, um, 
you know, if you're doing something that you're naturally good at, it, it, it's, it's fun to do. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're then, uh, it's easier for you to work hard at it. And it's, and it's, and it's more fun because you see the results trying to do something you're not good at is not fun. And you will, <laughs> and, and, and you won't, uh, you won't enjoy it. And ultimately you won't be good at it. You'll be successful at it. So, <clears throat> so anyway, I'm just trying to dispel that myth about mm-hmm. finding your, about following your passion. And it's a, and it's a bad idea. Yeah, definitely. So it sounds to me like how you define passion is kind of, it's a more negative spin, but then talent seems like something more hopeful, promising, strength-based. Um, do you do you feel that everybody has talents, whether they recognize them right away or not? Absolutely. And, you know, we all just have different talents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, if you think about, uh, you know, your all the people you know that, that everybody's good at something and mm-hmm. uh, or maybe multiple things but but none of us are good at everything and right. um you know and for example now in my um life i can look back and see the things i was really good at and i was always you know very few people are good in math and language you know sure <laughs> you know i mean it's like pick one you can't yeah that's everything. a good point <laughs> you know i was good in math my sister was good in language you know i could never get through eighth grade Latin, but mm-hmm. I was great in uh, eighth grade algebra, you know? So, you know, we, we all are different and we do all have, have talents. It's just a matter of, of uh, finding those. And, and that does take time. Yeah, but, absolutely. But once you do find it though, you cannot uh, really succeed without a lot of effort. And uh, that's, I just call that hard work. Mm-hmm. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. So you touched a little bit on, um, in solid ground, there's a lot of influence from your own personal experience. So can you explain a little bit more or go into how your own life story plays into the the points that you bring out? Sure. Um, well, to begin with, I was a, a military kid. Um, mm-hmm. In the second grade, I moved three times oh, wow. and had, and had three different classes and in three different cities. And, you know, when you're moving around like that in the military, you learn to adapt and um, you learn to do things that are not comfortable. And, um, you know, growing up in my family, I, I had some issues that I had to deal with. My father was an alcoholic and that kind of mm. created some adversity for me and our family. And I had to deal with that. And, uh, you know, uh, and then in, on in high school, I played high school football. That was kind of the thing I did. And, uh, you know, football is a great, uh, model for life because, uh, you know, when you, when you play football or you practice football, you know, you get knocked down and then you have to get back up and then you get knocked down again and then you have to get back up. And that's really the way that you build your resilience. And the only way you can build your resilience is, you know, getting knocked down and getting back up. And and we call that the resilience muscle. And, uh-huh. you know, you can't read a book or take a course on resilience and develop it. You have to, you have to get in the habit of getting back up when you get knocked down. And the magic of that, though, is as you build your resilience muscle, you also build your confidence. And it's really the confidence that it takes to succeed. Because once you've done that, you know that you've earned it. And there, mm-hmm. there's a quote that I love. It came from... Uh, a college basketball coach named Rick Patino years ago who was at the University of Kentucky that said deserve victory uh, the more like the harder you work 
the, the harder you work, the, the more competent you become. The more competent you become, the more confident you become. And it takes confidence to succeed. It all starts with hard work. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that again. Hard work leads to competence. Competence leads to confidence. And it takes confidence to succeed. And so um, that was the kind of the story of my childhood. And then mm -hmm. <clears throat> there, there's, there's a lot of ways, though, that you can develop that confidence. And another very important thing I would say that was part of my life uh, is being open to experience. You know, if you look at, the, at the, your high school friends that stayed home, that didn't leave town, you will often see that they don't do as well as the ones that leave. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason for that. And I'm going to call it open to experience, you know, uh -huh. um, that, uh, you know, for me, I, I, I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky, went to college there at the University of Kentucky. <clears throat> but then I went straight to Chapel Hill, North Carolina for an MBA. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to Virginia. And then I moved to Dayton, Ohio for a job. And then ah, Dayton, Ohio. Ohio, I lived there. I was born there. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's an interesting I, place. <laughs> yeah, that is. I, I was probably there when you were born. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, and then then we moved to or I moved to Akron, Ohio, and then on to Phoenix. And so uh -huh. every new city, uh, you start over. You learn to make friends. You learn to figure out things. You learn. You adapt to the new environment, and you and you build your confidence. And mm -hmm. and that's the kind of confidence it takes to deal with the, with all the complexity and resistance that you run into in life. And, mm -hmm. um, I guess what I'm really saying is that the key to any kind of success is, is I'm going to say hard work and, or that's a component of it. And easy is the enemy of hard. You know, mm. every time you do something that's easy, uh, you don't build your resilience. You, you don't, your resilience, decreases and your confidence decreases or, or, or at least let's say at least it doesn't increase right but when you when you take on hard things uh that creates adversity for you uh when you when you start a new job that's hard mm -hmm. uh, you then uh so when you so trying hard things is really kind of, i think maybe what i'm saying and and then that leads to to difficulties adversity and growth and sure. it's really all about growth and uh, you can't you can't take the easy button. Yeah, absolutely. And as you grow, you become more confident, like you're saying, which makes it a lot easier to become uncomfortable or even just to prepare for being uncomfortable, getting out of your comfort zone to start accomplishing goals. And, um, you know, that's that's really a great yeah. way to put it. Yeah. And I, I guess it really comes down to, uh, you know, you will not find success until you earn it. Mm -hmm. And and there aren't any shortcuts. I mean, there are no shortcuts. I mean, uh, there's there's another quote I have in my book that I love. It said there uh, there are no traffic jams on the extra mile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. you know, uh, and uh, people that go the extra mile uh, find that uh, find success a lot more often than the ones that don't. Yeah, absolutely. I always thought about that, the going the extra mile. Um, I've been a runner for very, many, many, many years. And it's something that really hits you. You know, you set out to run, say, five <clears throat> miles. And then by the, you know, the third mile or before I decided to turn back, 
I always think about going the extra mile and it takes confidence and it takes that ability to be out of your comfort zone. Um, but once you go that extra mile, it feels so good and you realize that it's not impossible and then you can kind of set your baseline a little higher for next time. And it sounds like what you're teaching in your book kind of follows this, this natural progression of motivation building confidence building and goal setting and then achieving those goals. Yeah. And you know, another thing I'll say about hard work and there are several other things I could say about it, but probably the best one is that hard work is the key to self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, I mean, if you go out and have and, and just do something really hard and you invest yourself in it, let's just say all day, you come home and you feel really good about yourself. I mean, yes. you, you know, you, but that's where self-esteem begins. You cannot, build your self-esteem without it. And so, uh, you know, and then it, it also prepares you better, you know, investing the time uh, in the work prepares you to better, uh, better. And then it, of course it makes you more competent, which is what leads to the success ultimately. Definitely. So um, I kind of want, I don't know if I want you to explain a little bit more. Yeah, let's do that. Can you go into a little bit more about what's inside your book um, that people can find and how it can help them transform their own lives? The way I've organized uh, this book is first, in the first five chapters, I talk about my own life because I think it's important to know where I've been. And and Mm -hmm. I go through my career, my early childhood, or actually in order, my early childhood, my education, my my early career, the different jobs I had, what I learned from those jobs, and ultimately into starting my own company and having a lot of success and then having to deal with a tough market and then uh, encountering cancer and mm. uh, fighting that and having to face some of life's toughest questions. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, <clears throat> and then I overcame that too. So, um, but then what I've, what I've learned is that there's a model for success that, that young adults I think would really benefit from that is uh, centuries old and it still applies. And it really, uh, the, <clears throat> the first section of the book is called uh, the foundation of success. Mm-hmm. And there I talk about uh, the importance of your own personal character, uh, the value of hard work, the magic of goal setting, the goodness of helping others, Mm-hmm. And the and the power of self awareness, and each of each of those uh, topics is a chapter in the book, and, and and each chapter goes into a lot of detail about about each of those subjects, and then in, in the second section of the book, <clears throat> it's called reaching your potential, and mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and because I've been a student of success my whole life and I've read all the popular books on success that have been written in my lifetime from uh, Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people <laughs> to Stephen Covey's seven, seven habits to Malcolm Gladwell's outliers to mm-hmm. Angela Duckworth's grit. And all those books have good things in them that are worth reading, but none of them talk about what I believe are are the real keys to success and they've just been overlooked and most of those authors uh, were not uh, business people and Mm -hmm. um, so and so those five the five uh, qualities that I refer to there in that section called reaching your potential 
<clears throat> starts with finding your talent, mm-hmm. what, you're, what you're really good at with little or no help, making good decisions. You know, nobody, none of those books I just mentioned uh, talk about the value of being a good decision maker. And sure. I, can, I can promise you, if you make good decisions at, at home and at work, you will be successful. Uh-huh. But a lot of people make bad decisions. And if you make a habit of that, uh, you will never reach your potential. And then the other one is, is taking smart risk, you know, and, uh, in life, uh, you know, risk and reward goes together. And if you don't ever take any risk, you will never get the rewards. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't happen, but there's ways you can take smart risk. And that's what I talk about. Um, getting comfortable being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but that only comes with practice. And then, then the other two areas are, are keeping your drive alive. And, uh, you know, the, nobody talks about drive, but Mm -hmm. that's really, uh, more important than ambition. You know, ambition Mm -hmm. is, is almost a little bit passive when you think about it, you can be ambitious, but not do anything (laughs) (laughs) about, about your ambition. You can say, Oh, I, I want to be president of the United States. Well, what are you doing to make that right? Happen? You can say that every day, every year of your life, and if you're not making any progress towards it, it's not it's not really going to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. But you know, Abraham Lincoln said uh, among his many great quotes that the most important thing in your uh, to the most important thing for you to be successful is your own resolution to succeed. And you have to, I remember having that resolution when I was a senior in high school Mm -hmm. and I just, I didn't know what it would be in or or when it would happen or how long it would take, but I made that promise to myself. And, and that's really the most important thing you can do. And then that, then that fuels you from then on, you know, uh, to get there early, to work late, to invest uh, in yourself. And then, and then the last one is managing your career. You know, it's, Uh If you, you, you typically, m- most successful people change jobs quite, you know, several times until they, mm-hmm. and, and doing that, working for different bosses, different companies, different cultures, you learn different things, you, you, you see a variety of, of uh, ways to, to, to operate, and then you kind of figure out what suits you best. And so, but if you only work for one company your whole life, you think there's only one way to do things. That's a great uh, point. It's like living somewhere. As you say, the self-esteem grows and expands as you uh, enter into new experiences and face different adversities. Yeah. So those are some of the kinds of topics that I take on and they're, they're meaty subjects and there's a lot of uh, good tips and content in the book that I think will help young adults uh, build their lives on solid ground because uh, yeah. th- these are the principles that are time-tested and uh, they will still work today. That's fantastic. So um, can you give maybe the audience a takeaway, um, maybe a tip or something that they can use to help them make smarter decisions in life? Sure. Um, first of all, <clears throat> I, I took a course when I was in grad school called Decision-Making Under Uncertainty. Hmm. Okay. and uh, the point was that, you know, all decisions are made under uncertainty. If we had certainty about the future, making great decisions would be easy. But but life is uncertain and the future is uncertain. So every decision we make, we have to we have to do it under the under the uh, 
cloud of uncertainty. But there's really a simple technique that you use to make any good decision. And there's kind of, I, I go through seven different steps. The easiest way, to, the best advice I could give somebody on being a good decision maker is figure out what your values are, mm-hmm. first of all. And then uh, when you have a decision, uh, make sure you, get, you know what your values are. Do, do your homework. Examine the alternatives. Evaluate each alternative. Make a decision. Sleep on it. And then commit and take action mm-hmm. and make sure it's consistent with your values. And if you're clear on your values, and there's some exercises in my book that help you get clear on that, then making decisions is really easy because you just, you make, you, you first have to have alternatives and then you, you choose the alternative that's most consistent and most aligned with your values. Nice. So, so that's just one little simple step. Um, there, uh, and that's probably the most important part is knowing, knowing your, your values but you also have to kind of know your, your biases and that's where self-awareness comes in. Uh-huh. You know, we all have, uh, you know, different uh, biases that are based on our personalities and our values. And for you know, the old saying, uh, uh, if you're a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. You know? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, so, so once you understand your own personality and you have to take assessments really to do that, then there's some good ones I recommend. Then you, you know, then you understand your own biases. And another tip I would give decision makers is that there's really only two times that you make a decision. One, when you have all the information mm-hmm. and two is when you have to. Mm-hmm. So the moral of that story is don't, sometimes the best decision is no decision. You know, nice. like if, yeah. Like if, you, if you have a, three dates with somebody and they ask you to marry them, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe a, the, the best decision would be say, well, let's just give this some more time. Yep. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, solid so, advice, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's, that's really great. Um, I'm sure that our audience will definitely take a lot away from that. And your book sounds like it has a lot of invaluable tips for people who are, are just kind of starting out in the, on their success path in life, or maybe even trying to figure out how can I be successful? Um, you mentioned a lot of working mm-hmm. with younger people. And I think that that's really inspiring for, for many of our listeners to yeah, hear that yeah. you, ha- you answer these questions in ways that haven't really been answered before. Yeah, you, you know, there's another funny thing I can I can tell you about decision making. When when our children were being were young, <clears throat> we had a rule in our house. We had three boys. We have three sons, and uh, they're great young men. But when they were little, we had some rules posted on the refrigerator. And rule five was don't do anything stupid. Okay? <laughs> and and so what what we were trying to teach our children was to make smart decisions. Sure. But what we found out later was that there were uh, there were two type of two types of bad decisions. Type one is doing something stupid, which none of us want to do. But there's another type, and that's not doing something smart. Mm. Okay, so uh, so that kind of causes you to stop and think a little bit. What am I now not deciding to do that would be smart? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. so there. <clears throat> There's, there's a number of things that, that you can say about decision-making. and uh, You know, I've covered those and, and several others. Yeah, definitely. And I don't want to spoil it all for the audience. So can you let our audience know where they can purchase um, your book and find more information about it? 
Yeah, it is already on Amazon, Solid Ground, a foundation for winning in work and in life. Uh, the book, and uh, so you can go there. It's also going to be available initially in an ebook. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, this has been a fantastic and uh, insightful and inspiring conversation, Tom. Thank you again for being on the show today. Well, thank you, Allison, and uh, it's been fun talking with you, and I hope your uh, your audience uh, enjoys this message and will take a look at the book. I think you'll find it's worth worth the effort and worth the time. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I encourage the audience to do the same. Thank you all for listening to the show today. Be sure to check out Tom's book, Solid Ground, A Foundation for Winning in Work and in Life. That wraps up today's show, and please stay tuned for the next episode.